morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, March 17th, and you're listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone. Welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we're going to jump back into the parable from Matthew's Gospel. But before we do that, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, we pray that as we live lives as followers of you, that we do so with the forefront truth that your love permeates through us and covers us. And so we are called to go and live out that love in the world. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Friends, listen now to the parable of the wedding guest from the 22nd chapter of Matthew's Gospel, verses 1 through 14. Once more, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his slaves to call those who he had invited to the wedding banquet, but they would not come. Again, he sent other slaves, saying, Tell those who have been invited, Look, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they made light of it and went away, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his slaves, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his slaves, The wedding is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go therefore into the main streets and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet. Those slaves went out into the streets and gathered all whom they found, both good and bad, so the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guest, he noticed a man there who was not wearing a wedding robe. And he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding robe? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, what is a fictional character that you either identify with or you wish to be? Um, Same character for both, Roy Kent. Um, I feel like he's such a cynical old bird, but on the inside he's a marshmallow, and honestly, (laughs) samesies. What about you? Um, It would probably have to be... uh, Bilbo Baggins, because uh, in the beginning of The Hobbit, um, like the whole first four chapters are all about how content he is in his house and doesn't ever want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I feel that deeply. And then he does, and he has things, and he grows. But I feel that every time I leave my house, of like yeah. uh, feel like I have to be dragged out by a wizard uh, every time to to go experience life. But man. It, I love my hobbit hole. <laughs> I love my what hobbit hole. What can you hole. say? <laughs> oh, it's funny. But to our scripture, what are we to make of this final passage, the verses 11 through 14? 
that, that we find in Matthew's gospel of the wedding guests without the proper attire. I think at first glance, this sounds really harsh. The king has invited everyone in, but someone didn't dress right, and so he throws them out. But I think when you see it in terms of the kingdom, what we have here is, you know, everyone was invited to the banquet. Even bad people, good and bad people, were all welcomed. Mm -hmm. This one guest is singled out, however, because he didn't take the invitation seriously. He didn't wear the wedding robe. He didn't pay any honor to the person who was hosting the kingdom. So for me, when I read this, this is the person who is most compelling to me because it feels like the person who has made a profession of faith and then doesn't change their life in any way, doesn't think of it as a precious gift, takes it for granted, um, doesn't honor that commitment they made to Jesus Christ in any way. So that's the person that really stands out for me. I don't think it's so much about how he dressed as it is that, you know, everyone would have had a wedding robe and to not wear it is simply just because you didn't respect the invitation to begin with. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this I also, poor sartorial I, choices of this <laughs> wedding guest? I also don't think it's about the clothing, but just to be safe, I wear a suit every Sunday just, you know, yeah. just to cover my bases. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah. you know, Almost, yeah. I, I'm sure it's not that, but if in, it, case. in case it is, I'm going to dress like this. Just you know, that's sure. a funny thing you say that, but for my grandparents' generation, you dressed up for church as a sign of respect. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. for other people. It was that we're going to do something important, and I'm mm-hmm. going to be respectful about it. And I have to say, it's still the same for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it uh, we're going to go down this tangential conversation real quick, and then we'll hop back over. But for <laughs> dressing up nicely for me, because uh, well, I guess I I don't. I guess I do dress professionally during the week, but I don't dress in a suit during the week. Uh, and for me. It is a as we talked about on Wednesday, clothing ourselves in love. For me, it's a it's it's a beginning of the day marking that this is something different. This is yeah. something holy mm-hmm. than the rest of my life. This yeah. mo- this moment of worship uh, is is not like the rest yeah. of, of of my day. This is something set apart, and so to uh, methodically do something different in the morning, like getting dressed with a stupid tie on, uh, sets that expectation for me physically uh, to enter into. And I want to say that's not a prescription. I don't know that everyone needs to be that way, but it is for me, it's tied to this is something important and it's tied to the legacy of my grandparents. It makes me feel very connected to them. So we all make our own choices. This is just the one I make. That's a that's an important I could care uh, less point. what anyone wears to worship. Yeah, you wear, wear your Uggs and pajamas if that's how you set it apart. That's and I'll be low-key a little jealous that I can't get there myself, but... <laughs> Uh, but to our, to our scripture, yeah, this, this little ending, this parable, I think, is in all the synoptics, correct? Except John? Yes, um, but not the but, not but, all but, the details yet. But this section, this mm-hmm. last little bit, is only in the Gospel of Matthew. Yep. Uh, and the Gospel of Matthew kind of always speaks to uh, those inside the church, uh, mm-hmm. as as you were talking about. Um, that the, this is you know we have the grace that's offered to everyone, and some people take it and some people don't. And this person is someone who accepted it, who came in, uh, and yet did not fully did not did not realize what they were accepting did not actually want to participate they wanted you know we read for our small groups the followers versus admirers of christ by soren kierkegaard and uh you know they wanted to see 
the festivity. They wanted to see what was going on, but they didn't want to participate mm -hmm. in the banquet, not just uh, with uh, the other members who are there, but with the king who had invited them. Uh, and, you know, Jesus's most convicting words are always, every single time, not for those outside of the community, but for those who are inside the mm -hmm. community. He just seems to have grace upon grace and love for those who are on the outside who are not part of the religious community. Mm -hmm. But for those of us, uh, us who are in the church, probably you who are listening, me and Tara, those are the most challenging, convicting words that Jesus saves his for, mm -hmm. is, is us who have uh, realize the grace and what are we what are we doing with it? Yeah, and it's very you know it's this is the idea of someone who like comes to the wedding and drinks all the free booze and eats all the food, but yeah. like pays no respect to the wedding couple. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Doesn't pay attention and all that kind of stuff. And but for me, you know, it's related to the Colossians passage. I was offered grace. I said yes. It means something, mm -hmm. and we should be able to see it in the way we live our lives. This is the guy that wears the tuxedo T-shirt to the wedding, and you're like, get out of here. Yeah, get you're, out done. Of here. you're done. You're done. You know what? That's too far. That's Except enough. to be my brother, and you can't really <laughs> kick him out. It's so rude. <laughs> Friends, with that, I'll leave you with a quote from Oz Guinness. He writes, Jesus made clear that the kingdom of God is organic and not organizational. It grows like a seed, and it works like leaven. Secretly, invisibly, surprisingly, and irresistibly. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back again on Monday. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen. Amen.